Welcome everybody to the Stone Down Sports Podcast. My name is Matt. Really happy to be here with you tonight. We are going to jump into week 15 fantasy football playoffs. At least for most of you out there, unless you're in a 10 or an 18 league, then this is the last week of your regular season. Either way, we're going to be diving in, taking a look at a, a few key games. Before we jump into all of that, I do want to say thank you to all of our subscribers, everybody that comes to hang out with us and, and chat with us. We really appreciate you, and, and it's you guys that make this a lot of fun. Also, we are doing a college football bowl pick them. Uh, yeah, details there on the screen. It Got to have your picks in by December 16th. We've got the link there in the chat as well as it'll be in the description for those of you checking things out later. Winner's going to get a $20 Fanatics gift card just as a, a little prize, and, and thanks yeah. for playing. As always, I'm joined by the Soul Patrol, Kyle and Ramey. <laughs> Ramey, we've got kind of a, a stinker of a game tonight, most likely, and, and we're not really going to get into that. Um, but it's just two pretty not good teams. Yeah, it's a it's a couple of teams that are that are going in the wrong direction, teams that are playing with their backup quarterbacks. Justin Herbert's out for the year. Um, Easton Stick. It's it's stick time. I don't know, <laughs> whatever. But um, yeah, it's not going to be a great game. That's two in a row where you're you've got kind of a couple of matchups that are going to be a bit of a dud. So but look, you never know what may happen. They may end up being a it'll be a close game. No Keenan Allen either, right? Correct. Yeah. He got ruled out yesterday. Yesterday. So, yeah. yeah. Going to be be fun how see how they move the ball. I think they'll use Eckler a lot more. Um uh after Herbert went out a uh, stick through gave or jeez, man, I wish I could talk today. Eckler got five targets from Stick and he only averaged what five a game, four and a half a game this season yeah. so far, so it's probably um, just a comfort thing. Like, it is. So, I, I expect him. to see uh some more of that again. Uh, this week or tonight with Keenan Allen out. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, on DraftKings, I got an alert on my phone. It said uh, um, Austin Eckler touchdowns, anytime touchdown scores like plus 130 or 150. So I want to put a couple dollars on that. That's not bad. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I think Max Crosby's playing. So. I, I do the Ravers are Raiders are favored by three and I think they end up winning. So but it's it's not gonna be a fun game. <clears throat> I'll still bet on it though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Keeps you interested. Absolutely. Right. Get some skin right. in the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's roll into the first game. We're gonna preview it is uh Broncos at Lions. Detroit's favored minus four and a half um as of four o'clock today on DraftKings. Still uh, total is. Total is set at 48, and that is the Saturday night evening game, 8 o'clock game, I believe. Um, I'm not sure, NFL Network. I'm, I, I don't. Yep. I'll, I'll watch it. But uh, uh, I think this is going to be a heavy – Detroit's going to win. Heavy Gibbs, heavy Monty game. Um, Monty Gibbs? Monty Gibbs, that's correct. Denver has allowed Thanks, 160, 162 rushing yards per game on the road, the most in the league this season. Goff needs to just be a game manager, not turn the ball over, hand the ball off to them, get first downs with 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 ARSB and and win this fucking game because uh, it's going to be tough through the air. I think um, the Broncos, the way to the path to victory is run the damn ball. 
Agree wholeheartedly. Um, this is a bad matchup for Goff. The Broncos defense has two plus takeaways in five of six games, and, and he's had a problem with his ball security lately. They've held quarterbacks under 215 yards passing in six of seven games, and they're coming off a game where they had six sacks and nine QB hits. And we know that Goff has been looking, we'll call it skittish. He's not looked comfortable in the pocket, even when the pocket has been kind of clean. I think there's a good chance that they struggle with that again this week. And you're absolutely right, Kyle. The path to victory lays on the ground. If Monty and Gibbs don't combine for 30 rushes or more, they are doing it completely wrong. Yeah. I mean, Denver's just sick. Over the past nine games, they've only allowed a league low seven passing touchdowns. Seven. They haven't allowed yeah. a top score either. Uh, QB one score since week six. And that includes Mahomes, Allen, and Stroud. So tough, tough pass defense. Yeah, and talk, talking about Goff, he's thrown five interceptions and lost two fumbles or three fumbles over the last four games. So he's he's something's in his head. He's not playing as well as he did earlier in the season, and and the the Broncos defense is not really other than on the ground. Um, that Broncos defense is legit. The Broncos have won six out of seven um, after starting one and five, and they're only a game behind the Chiefs. So. Um, couple of things to think about and just I don't want to beat a dead horse but you guys are absolutely right they need to run the ball and, and kind of control the clock and just get out of there with a win because the Lions um the closing stretch they're only they're two games over Minnesota and I know you Kyle you talked about earlier this season you want to be at least three up because they play Minnesota two out of the last three games um sandwiching that Dallas game so it's a it's a tough tough stretch here to finish the season yeah, it is. Don't know if I, I said it earlier. What's up, Dubo? I see you there in the chat. What's going on, Jonas? Glad you're joining us from uh, from Germany. If I'm starting anybody, I'm not really excited to start ARSB. He's going to see uh, Sertan when he's on the outside, and he plays on the outside about 45% of the time. He does spend most of the time in his slot. I am excited to fire up Sam Laporta, though. Absolutely. The Broncos give up the second most points to tight ends, and he's played damn well all season. He can be that security blanket for golf like he's been while they just pound the shit out of the rock. Um, on the other side, I think Russell Wilson is a low-end QB1 this week, and, and that's reflected there in our weekly rankings. You can find them up on our website. Um, the Lions allow the fourth most points to quarterbacks. They allow the most rushing yards to quarterbacks, 399, mm. and the third most rushing touchdowns. And, and I get it. A lot of that was Justin Fields. But even if you take away the 164 that he had against them in two games this year, they're still mid-pack at best. Yeah. You pretty much covered <laughs> everything I was going to say about uh, Wilson uh, before. Uh, we've talked about the split with Monty and Jameer Gibbs um, and how that's been breaking down. Since Monty returned in week 10, he has 73 touches for four touchdowns. Gibbs has 69 touches with four touchdowns. So it's the fucking same. So yeah. they both have six touches and goal to goal uh, over that same span. I said it when we started the, the talking about this game. This is a Monty and Gibbs game. Feed the hell out of them. Um, yeah. And, and Denver's just what? A league high 5.5 yards per carry to running backs. They just allowed 
125 and a touch uh, to the Chargers on Sunday. I don't know. How do you feel about Javante Williams this week versus the Lions? I think he's a decent volume play. Uh, he's right around 58% of the touches the last four weeks. He's he's pretty much taken over that backfield with the remaining roughly 40% going to P. Ryan and uh, uh, that other little dickhead that was decent for a couple weeks this year. Um, McLaughlin. There you go. I think Cortland Sutton it is uh, he's a mid-wide receiver, too, this week. I think he's got some nice upside, though. The Lions allow the third most points per game to wide receivers at a little over 15. And while uh, Russ does spread the ball around a lot, I think he connected with like 10 receivers last week. You can tell that the chemistry is there between Russ and, and Cortland Sutton, and, and that's who he looks to. While he's not getting those games with 10, 11, 12, 14 targets, he's making the most out of the targets that he gets, and he finds the end zone, which is what you want. Yeah. Yeah. He only averaged in six points. Sorry, Ramey, go ahead. No, you're good. <laughs> I was just going to say, he's you're you took the words out of my mouth. He scored 10 touchdowns this year. Um, he he's and eight of those were coming in the red zone. So when they get down there close to the goal line, Russ does start to look for Sutton a little bit more. Yeah. I expect a big game from him. He hasn't hit a hundred yards yet this season. Me too. He hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't hit a hundred yards this season. I think this is the game where it could very well happen. Uh, over the past seven games, Detroit is allowing 160 receiving yards per game to wideouts, 21st in the league, um, giving up 13.8 yards per reception, 25th in the league and nine touchdowns. 29th in the league so 100 yards and a touchdown i, I see sutton achieving that yeah. uh yeah. good news came out of detroit today cj gj has been medically cleared to return he's been out since week two i think yeah um so they could activate his 21 day practice window possibly next week they said so nice be hopefully be here for the last couple games in the playoffs so i know That'd we don't talk help. too much defensive players but i'm very excited about that be nice to I get mean, houston back too yes it would um anybody got more broncos lions it's, it's pretty high over under for the games this week do you guys think it goes over or do you think detroit tries to kind of like i said control the clock and shorten the game by running the hell out of the ball this week yeah i'll say under yeah Oh, Detroit puts up points at home, though, man. They just they they score, um, and it's not like when they run the ball, they're just plodding down the field. I mean, Gibbs and Monty can both take it to the house. Yeah, they break yeah. off chunk plays. Yeah, this is going to be if the trends continue. Turnovers are not going to be good. Detroit has turned the ball over on twenty point five of their possessions over the past four games. That's thirty first in the league. Yikes. Denver has forced a turnover in a league high 20% of opponent possessions over their past eight games. So we, we have, it must be ball security must be, especially with, you know, Matt predicting 30 uh, carries plenty of opportunities for them to knock the ball out, ball to slip out, whatever. But yeah, but a lot of the, a lot of those turnover issues has been golf, right? Yes. So you, you by running the ball, you hopefully are less concerned about turning that ball over. Yeah, I think, I mean, if we can keep golf to around 30 to 33 attempts, 
that means we're we're keeping the ball on the ground and you've got some good balance there. There's been some offensive line injuries for sure, and that's going to affect your run blocking. Um, but the scheme itself is so good and, and just the multiple formations and, and everything that they can do, I, I think they can still be effective. Got a question in the chat. I saw that. Do oh, sorry, my my bad, my bad, my bad. You're good. You're good. Um, Devontae Adams is active. Do you guys like him tonight over Nico or Rashi Rice? Currently have Rice in. Um, I just looked at the inactives. I'm still looking to see who is starting at quarterback for the Raiders. Are they going to start AOC and a short leash? I've heard rumors of uh, Jimmy G coming back. Um, yeah, that's what I need to know, and I can't. I haven't seen anything yet, and I'm on uh, three different websites trying to frantically look. Um, I think, I think his coming. value goes. I think Devontae Adams's you know volume value goes up with Jimmy G back over AOC. And Josh Jacobs is out too. Yep. So in Week One last year, Devontae Adams against the Chargers went ten for one forty-one and a touchdown. Last year in week 14, or I'm sorry, week 13, he went eight for 177 and two touchdowns. And then when he played them earlier this season, he went eight for 75. I'm I'm putting Devontae Adams in. Don't matter which quarterback. No, I mean, he did it last year. Who the hell did he do it with last year? Derek Carr. Derek Derek Carr. Carr is ass. He's better than Aiden O'Connell, though. Exactly, he is. Yeah, yeah but I, I mean, you're, we're we're splitting hairs there. <laughs> I, I mean, it, dude, Derek Carr is is not good. He is not a good quarterback. He's a good enough quarterback to find Devontae Adams, and I think Aiden O'Connell is like the next tier below that. We're still talking about two dudes who are shitty and are like bottom third QBs. I don't think Derek Carr's at in the. I don't think he's the. I think I don't think Derek Carr's good. Matt's but got I a don't personal think, bias again. I, I do not he like Derek Carr. He hates him. Um, <laughs> I don't think Derek Carr is demonstrably better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I would agree with that, but Jimmy Garoppolo may not be playing. Yeah, I don't know. I, and you're you're I, his. He's got Nico in the question as well. He's got a calf strain. Yeah. Same issue. I'm staying away from Nico. Yeah. Even if he plays. Yeah. Just no. Don't go. I I would also go with Adams, uh, even though Rasheed Rice has just been looking very good lately. You know what? Why don't I just pull up our rankings for week 15? Pull them up. So, and this is the Stone Down Sports Podcast consensus rankings. We have Devontae Adams. These rankings are also on the website, stonedownsportspodcast.com. They're every Thursday, so you guys can check them out. Devontae Adams, 18, Rasheed Rice, 21. Yeah. Nico Collins is not a consideration. I, I I think it's Adams just because the... The Chargers defense is trash, and yeah. the Chiefs are going to, to uh, New England. And while New England's not that good, their defense is still pretty good. I think this week you'd start Adams over um, Rice, no ma- regardless of who the quarterback is. The past few weeks, New England's past defense has been damn good. Yeah. Yeah, Dubo. Start start Adams tonight. I, I concur, definitely. Great yeah. question. All right. Man. We know what the Lions need to do to win. What's next? Yep. Steelers Colts, Ramey. 
Stillers Colts, both seven and six teams, uh, both in the playoff hunt. Both are in the playoffs today if they were to end, uh, if the season ended today, not if the playoffs ended. Uh, mm-hmm. So this will be a big game for um, tiebreaker purposes because there is a ton of uh, teams at seven and six right now. And that looks to be kind of a continuing trend as we go towards the end of the season. So Colts are at home. Colts are a one and a half point favorite. I'm I'm worried about this game. Um, uh, Both teams playing with backup quarterbacks. Uh, The Steelers are coming off back-to-back losses. They're the first NFL team with a winning record to lose back-to-back games against teams with that were at least eight games under 500. So they've had a couple crappers and nothing, nothing better than going on the road and kind of getting your mind right against a, a subpar but still in the playoff hunt, Colts team. Um, uh, they, uh, the Colts have lost eight straight to the Steelers. Um, most recently last year, they played at the end of November. And then uh, this is crazy um, when I was looking this up. Uh, Indy hasn't won a postseason game since 2018. Pittsburgh hasn't won a postseason game since 2016, which is wild. The, considering the, their their history and everything, but they they're a, they're an average team over the last six seven years. Um, but I think that they travel well. And the Colts with Garner Minshew, I've talked about it before. He holds the ball way too long. Um, Jonathan Taylor's still out, so it'll be Zach Moss. But he hasn't looked like he did at the beginning of the season over the last couple of games. And I know we talked about his usage, and maybe he just needs a little bit more. Um, rhythm or repetition to get into rhythm but um i just i mean Pittman's going to have a Pittman game but i don't see much coming from Gardner Minshew and and everyone else Braden Smith the the right tackle is out as well so i just feel like with TJ Watt coming back um they're going to they're going to kind of feast and i think this is going to be a low scoring game and i'm just i'm really worried about this game it makes sense um I think Pittman is still a, a low-end wide receiver one. He's going to see a lot of Joey Porter Jr. when he plays out on the perimeter, which is about 70% of the time. Uh, and the Steelers have been elite against perimeter receivers and, and just wide receivers overall over the past month. Uh, I'm not expecting much out of Minshew, and it makes me happy that Kyle picked him up to start him. Um, Zach Moss is is likely going to get the bulk of the work again i think he's a mid-range running back too with upside if he can find the end zone uh steelers are bottom third team against running backs and in a similar vein to the game we just got done talking about i I think the colts have a viable path to victory but that path is going to lay on the ground yeah Yeah. and for whatever reason garner Minshew's been throwing the hell out of the ball lately um this is a game where you talked about golf 30 to 33 attempts. If the Colts are going to win, I think Minshew's probably in that 25 to 28 attempt range. Like you really want to limit his attempts. Just he's being exposed as the season has gone on. Um, And I mean, he's a good backup quarterback and he's good in spot starts, but to rely on him during a playoff stretch, he's just, I I don't know if he's, if he's getting a little bit skittish, kind of like golf where he's just holding on the ball way too long. But um, I think you're right, Matt. They're going to have to lean on Zach Moss and to a lesser extent, I think Trey Sermon's back. He had a couple carries uh, against Cincinnati when they were out of it. But um, I would I would lean on the run and, and run the hell out of the ball. 
Pittsburgh uh, running backs have got a good matchup too against the Colts. Yep. Uh, Najee Harris and, and Jalen Warren. The Colts give up the fourth most points to running backs. Both of them are low end running back to high end flex plays. Um, they've got an interesting split. Najee is out carrying Warren by about two to one. Warren's getting more targets between the two of them. They average around six to eight a game, uh, with maybe three of those going to Najee Harris, um, wide receivers. I'm fine with Deontay Johnson. Um, he gets, a you know, he's getting the most targets. Uh, on the team, he's got seven plus in, in three or four games. Pickens is more of a touchdown dependent desperation. Oh, yeah. Flex wide receiver three. This has been a disappointing year for him overall. He's not scored a touchdown since week eight. Um, he's only had six or more targets twice in that span since week eight. He's only got one wide receiver, one finish this season, and it was all the way back in week five. Yeah, I, I got him as a floor base wide receiver three with, with some matchup appeal, I guess. Since Deontay Johnson comes back, he's 17 more targets than Pickens. Uh, he's only ma- he's matched or out-targeted Pickens in seven straight games. Um, Johnson's got the team high, 31% of the team targets against cover three. So, yep. so Jonas going to cover the spread big time. I really don't know how the Steelers can be any close to the playoffs. Got some wins and some tie breaks for sure. Yeah, they're doing it with smoke mirrors and defense. Yeah, because yeah, they've <laughs> they've only gone over twenty points once in the last seven their last seven games. Yeah. So, I, the the over under on this is forty two. I think I take the under on this game. I lean that way too. I may go with like an alt total and move it up to like forty five or something yeah. like that, and go under that. Yeah, I mean, uh, go ahead, Kyle. Yep. Um, I was talking about downs. He's been kind of down, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> since they're by maybe a little bit before that actually, but, um, it's a nice matchup here. Steelers are allowing, um, 10, 10 yards per target to slot receivers. That's 31st in the league. Um, the ghost of Juju just caught three for 73, uh, against them as well yeah. out of the slot. So. Maybe Downs is a good. I think he's a he's a thin flex play this week, but it all depends on Minshew as well. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. Supersonics in the house. Oh, Jesus, in the house. What's up? What's going and, on, brother? Sway's channel. What's up, players? What up, Kip? I love how you guys all talk to one another in the chat. I like how no. you lean forward to get a better look at that little picture there too <laughs> yeah. on your computer. <laughs> anyway. All right, Steelers, Colts. We're done with that. Moving along. Well, I got uh, one more thing. Okay, okay. Raymond's got one more thing. If if the Colts win, they have a really good chance of making the playoffs. They only go on the road one more time this year. They go to Atlanta next week, and then they finish the season at home against um, the Raiders and and Texans. So this is a big game, um, even though it's too not so great. I don't know that it's going to be a great game. Um, It's a big game, though. So here's hoping. They have the Colts need to figure something out on third down. They've been horrible since they're yeah, they have um yep. a league low 22.2 percent, eight out of 36. Yeah, so um, if they can't fix that against the Steelers with a low score, they're going to be yeah. fucked. They just need to be better on it's, I mean, duh, it, they need to be better <laughs> on first and second down. They're, they've got so many yeah. damn third and longs that it's right. just it's killing them. So, yeah. I mean, Captain Obvious over here. 
All right, Captain Obvious. Vikings seven six. This is a game that I picked to talk about. Way uh, to go! And Another Saturday Bengals, game. Yep, Bengals uh, also seven six. Bengals as a four o'clock or minus three. Total set at 40 and a half. Yeah, another Saturday game. I don't know. This is the first one. I think Colts is the four o'clock and then Lions are the, the eight o'clock, I believe. But prime time, um, baby. Prime time. <laughs> um, dang it. Sorry. I lost my notes. Um, Jesus. Go ahead. Okay. I'm lost. Uh, so Jake Browning has been fantastic in his in his two games. Uh, he's coming for myself Joker. now. Well, go ahead. No, you're no, it, you can keep no, going. I just it's, it's I, had a, I had a computer issue. You're good. <laughs> uh, he threw for uh, 354 yards and a touchdown. Ran for another touchdown in the ja- against the Jags um, last week. He threw for 275 and two touchdowns, and and again had a rushing touchdown against the Colts. So he's a viable fantasy option. I've got him on my team. Um, not that that matters, <laughs> as I'm sitting outside the playoffs looking in looking back up at everybody back, i mean back to back top five scoring weeks uh against the jags and the colts yeah um among quarterbacks with 100 minimum drop 100 dropbacks brock purdy average depth of targets nine nine brownings at nine one so the Bengals have done a pretty good job getting the ball uh out of his hands damn quick um almost a third of his passes have been at or behind the line of scrimmage uh over that same span so Somebody could start if you're fucking desperate, I guess. But this will be his this will be his toughest test so far. Minnesota's fourth in the league in passing of points allowed per attempt at point three four five. That's sick. No quarterback has finished inside of the top ten against Minnesota since week three. Uh a group that includes Mahomes, Fields twice, and Brock Purdy. So it's gonna be tough. And they blitz the hell out of the, the Vikings blitz the they are yeah. a blitzing team, 45.8% of dropbacks. They're in your fucking face. So, so he's inexperienced. He could be on his butt a lot, running for his life. Do you think that they'll dial that back a little bit because Browning has been focusing so much on the short passes and getting the ball out quick? I think Brian Flores can't help himself, and they can't get pressure <laughs> without blitzing. Yeah. Um, but he's doing something right because they, uh, Brian, Brian Flores, defense has allowed one touchdown in the last 12 quarters. Yeah. So that's a strong defense. Yeah. They won three, they won three to nothing last week. It was the first three, nothing yeah. win since, uh, Pittsburgh beat Miami on my birthday in 2007. Nice. The lowest scoring indoor game ever. Yeah. Dubo let's go Vikings. Yeah. Yep, I picked this game for you, Dubo. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's exactly it, it. Partially, partially it, partially it. And then we got Jonas. What do you think about Ty Chandler? Madison being out, I think Not he's a... he's viable. He had he looked good in the limited, um, limited role that he had at, coming in for Madison last week. I think. I mean, I tried to pick him up, but somebody already somebody beat me to it. So. Um, if I had Madison, I would definitely look at starting him. Um, I know they lost right tackle uh, during the game, and I know their right guard was out too, so I don't know. Actually, Brian O'Neill, he's out. Is he? And then yeah. Ed, Ed Ingram didn't start last week too, so I don't know if he's Dubo might actually know uh, <laughs> more of that than mm-hmm. me. But um, the Bengals are a defense you've kind of targeted most of the season um, you know, for rushing production. But the last two weeks, they held Jacksonville and Indianapolis – 32 rush for 90 yards. That's 2.8 a carry. 
the past two games. So maybe they figured some stuff out. Um, I don't like anybody in the backfield for Minnesota this week. Yeah, he's a, a running back three flex play. Um, another, I don't necessarily know if it's a desperation play because he is going to get some volume. Um, but you're really hoping for a, a touchdown with him. I know people were pointing to that game he had a few weeks back where he had like 73 yards rushing, but they forget that 40 of that came on a fake punt. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it you know, I, I get the Bengals have been tough the past couple of weeks against the run, but still on the season, they're giving up 4.7 a carry, which is a, a big number. And the Colts have struggled to run the ball lately anyways. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I don't, I mean, if you have to start him, I wish you the best of luck. Do I want to start him? Thank you. No. In a, in a stat that means absolutely nothing. The Vikings are seven and one on Saturday going back 29 years. Nice. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like Hawkinson this game. If they get him the fucking ball. Bengals have kind of had their hands full with tight ends uh, this season. Opponents have targeted their tight ends 26% of the time versus the Bengals, third in the league. Um, Cincinnati allows a league high 6.8 receptions to tight ends, an 80% catch rate, which is league high, 8.5 yards per target, 31st, and a 5.5% touchdown rate to the position that's 19th in the league. So if Mullins can get him the ball, for Hawkinson, a decent game. We're hitting the button at the same time. Dubo says, O-line is shook up, but decent backups. Ty is good for our run game, not necessarily fantasy. That's, and that's an I important agree. distinction. It is. Yep. Absolutely. Um, See, that's why I like having a nice mix of, of folks and fans in here. You get that perspective of um, people who follow, you know, the Vikings, for example, a hell of a lot closer than we do. Yep. Um, looks like Jefferson's going to play. It says, uh, he expects his typical workload on Saturday. So that'll be nice. Avoided serious injury. Cause you thought, you know, we went to the hospital. I'm like, Oh shit. Collapse yeah, lung just, or something, but yeah, yeah. Just, just a bruise. So, uh, definitely a viable option or volatile option this week with Mullins. So, so see what happens. Well, Mullins started eight games in, in 2020. Um, Average, he had 35 attempts per game. He had five games over 250 yards. He did okay enough in a very unconventional season. But yeah. I mean, you've got you've got Jefferson, you've got Jordan Addison, you've got Hawkinson. Just just distribute the ball. <laughs> just just be yeah, just just distribute it. Just be Rajon Rondo. <laughs> rondo playoff rondo playoff rondo that's <laughs> yeah no shit not regular season rondo um cool done with this one anybody got anything 31 nope. uh since the in the super bowl era only six teams in a non-strike season started had four different winning quarterbacks if mullins wins this week, the Vikings will join a group that includes the Browns this year. Nice. So wow. of the six, two of them, or of seven, two of them could possibly have happened this year. Dang. 
Look at uh, you dropping that nugget, right? Yeah. yeah. Ubo, crazy stat. Mullins is third NFL history for passing yards. First 15 starts. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Did not know. I that. love those cherry pick stats like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they trusted him so much, they traded for the pastronaut. Right. Like, the past, that, that, that pastronaut's gone. God, uh, I hate that name. It's so he stupid. Left the, he left the building. So He's, No. He's All right, gone. Cowboys, 10 and 3 at Shit, Bills. I got to turn the page. Buffalo favored minus 2. Totals at 50 and a half. Um, the Cowboys are just rolling. They average a league high 3.31 points per drive over their past eight games. They they outscore opponents by 133 points in the first half. Largest margin in the league. They've outscored their opponents by 188 points in, in, in all the games. God, they convert almost 50% of their third downs. Of course, Buffalo's second in the league, converting 48% on their third downs. But um, you sound like you're game. in love. This is going to be a fun game. I'm definitely taking the over for sure. Um, and- Dak's, just, Dak's on fire. He's been hot. Multiple touchdown passes in seven straight games. Um, if he does that this weekend, it'll set a new franchise record. Buffalo has allowed multiple passing touchdowns five of the past eight games. I'm excited to watch this game. America's game of the week. Sure it is with America's yeah. team, yeah. And if it's the Cowboys be... win, they'll win five straight, and they'll clinch their third straight playoff berth. They can win or tie and get into the playoffs. The Lions win and and get a couple other teams to lose. They're uh, they're in too. They can conceivably yep. clinch this weekend. We already talked about the Lions. I'm talking about the Cowboys now. Man. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> Stop pissing in my Cheerios. Oh, Jesus. Um, Bills have an interesting defense. They've kind of turned some things around. They've gotten better. Uh, they're ninth in the league in, in pressure rate, uh, 41%. But that's where Prescott's kind of thrived. Uh, yeah. Under pressure, league high, 63.9% of his passes uh, for a league high, almost eight and a half yards per attempt. Um that's sick. The league rate under pressure this season on average is 49% completion and 6.1 yards per attempt. So you can just see he's leaps and bounds above that. Um, and then on the other side of the court, you got Josh Allen this week. Just killing it. Looking awesome. Uh, he's rushed for a touchdown in eight of his past 10 games as well. I, again, I'm looking forward to this game. It's going to be a good one. I want to see something out of Stefan Diggs over the past month. Sure. He's he's turned 35 targets into 17 mm-hmm. grabs for 159 and one touchdown. He's the wide receiver 34 over that span, averaging 10.8 points per game, which is just to give you a, a little frame of reference. That's just slightly better than Wandale fucking Robinson. <laughs> Who's that? Exactly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you know, um, he's going to see a lot of Stefan Gilmore. Jordan Lewis, the Cowboys, a man, uh, they're the most uh, frequent defense in the league. I, that just incredibly stupidly. Cowboys play man 65% of the time, which is near the top of the league. I think it's going to be a fun matchup. I'm going to be over as well, too. Um, Yeah, Diggs does need to step up. He was white, white hot to start the season and then sucked. Um, there's been only one receiver uh, that Dallas has allowed to be a wide receiver one score. And that was Keenan Allen. So, 
Cowboys are the fourth team in the Super Bowl era to win at least eight games by 20 points. And Kyle, you mentioned that they lead the NFL in scoring, but they also are tied for the fewest giveaways. Uh, they've only turned the ball over 11 times. So well, imagine what happens when you take care of the goddamn ball. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Yep. <laughs> uh, James Cook, though, uh, since since we've talked about this before, but since Ken Dorsey got let go, um, he's been really good. He had uh, uh, 83 yards receiving last week, and he's topped 100 yards from scrimmage in four straight games. So um, look for him to be continue to be used. Um, but yeah, that digs thing makes you wonder if something's going on there where. Um, him and Allen are clearly not on the same page, but I know he was a little disgruntled and and had some issues before the season started where he left um, training camp and coach said it was was it wasn't an issue or was an issue. And then he came back and the coach said it it was no longer an issue. So I don't know, you, but it's it's just weird how it kind of kind of flipped a switch where he was. He was really being targeted by um, by Josh Allen, and just lately, he's he's not been able to do much of anything. He is an an interesting matchup this week, right? You've got a Cowboys defense that gives up the fourth fewest points to running backs on the season, and the fourth fewest receiving yards to running backs, which is where he does a lot of his damage. But at the same time, this defense that's been so good has given up over 100 yards rushing in four yeah. of the past six games. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's going to come down to a question of are the Bills and James Cook going to be able to take advantage of, of what to me seems like a, a pretty clear trend here of a decline in the play of the Cowboys defense, specifically on the ground. Or are the Cowboys going to get their shit right and force Buffalo to become a one-dimensional team and rely on their secondary? I mean, Dallas hasn't allowed a running back to rush for 70 yards in a game since week three. So they've allowed two RB1 scoring weeks all season, the last week coming in week five. So they've been bottling up running backs pretty much all year, at least the last couple months. Yeah. And Dallas coming off that big win in Philly, they're due for kind of a clunker. So while I do think that they're, I, I like the over in this game too. I wouldn't be shocked if they go up to Buffalo and lose. Yeah. Uh, Jonas has got a question in the chat here. Would you rather start Waddle or Diggs? So you got uh, what the Jets, Dolphins mm-hmm. and Jets. And then, oh, Jesus. I think I could Diggs. Um, I don't love either matchup though. What's our ranking say, Matt? Our rankings say Stefan Diggs is at nine just because while he hasn't produced like you would like, man still got 35 targets over the past four yeah. weeks. Right. You know, he's getting that volume and we got Waddle at 23. So there's a pretty big disparity there. Um, I'm going to go with Diggs. I'm going to go with the game. And, and this is something that people lose sight of when they're they're looking at their matchups and planning out their lineup for the week. You're not only looking at the the individual or positional matchups. Is this team good against running backs? Are they bad against running backs? This is fantasy football. Which game is going to score more points? Mm-hmm. And yeah. that Bills-Cowboys game is going to have more points scored than the Dolphins against the Jets, and that's where I want to invest. Yeah, I would definitely expect more punts to occur in Dolphins-Jets than, than Bills-Cowboys uh, for sure. So very good point. Very good point, Matt. Supersonic says, Sway Bizzle my nizzle. 
All right. <laughs> uh, I think that's the most awkward thing I have ever heard you say. Yeah. 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 That was killer execution. Yes, it was. It was. That's, that's the white guy in me. Um, Do you usually any more have bills? black guy in you? Any more bill? <laughs> any more cowboys bills, gentlemen? Oh, yeah, CD Lamb, CD Lamb, start him. That's what my notes say. Yeah. Uh, Dude, Jerron is... <laughs> Johnson has played pretty damn well this year. That is going to be a fun matchup to watch there in the slot. Um, yeah, that's true. I Six think he's like eight. the 20th rated uh, cornerback on Love PFF. Uh, he's fantastic on a per snap basis. Just take my word for it because I didn't actually write down the numbers. You know, hmm. sometimes you just get a summary. I got Lamb averaging a league high 67 yards per game from the slot. Um, he's got six receiving touchdowns from the slot this season. Um, he'd be good. Do you know the only receiver, slot receiver behind touchdowns and Lamb this this year so far? Just happened to catch a touchdown from the slot against Buffalo on Sunday. It's Rasheed Rice, folks. Rasheed Rice. Awesome. Got some comments. There is Tony. Now that was funny. Yeah, the way I said that. <laughs> right, let me check out that chick's ass again. All right. <laughs> I'm an ass man. Bubble butts are my my weakness. <laughs> he likes right. the butt and the gut. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All <laughs> right. Let's move to Sunday night football here. Uh, Ravens headed down to Florida to Jacksonville, eight and five. Got the line Baltimore minus three and a half. Total set at 42 and a half. Uh, yeah, I, I could see this going under, but I could see it going over just as easily. Um, geez. The Ravens, when, they don't ever play from behind. They've trailed a league low 15% of their offensive snaps. They're the only remaining team in the league that has yet to run a play trailing by double digits on a season. Hmm. So the key here for Jacksonville is to somehow get ahead early. Yeah. And try and hold on to that motherfucker. Um, because Jacksonville is not used to playing that way. Yeah, and it's I mean, Jacksonville, you've got a, a pass funnel defense there. Um, I think it's a plus matchup for Lamar. The Jags are, you know, bottom three against QBs, uh, middle of the pack, rushing yards allowed to quarterbacks. I really like OBJ this week. He's been incredibly efficient this year, 28% target per route run. He's averaging 0.49 fantasy points per route run. He's going to match up against uh, Dyson Campbell quite a bit, who's allowing uh, 0.54 fantasy points per route run. And, and just to give you a, a, a frame of reference, um, Point two is is considered average. Yeah, yeah. Since week nine, only Tyreek Hill has more yards per route run, three point nine seven, than Beckham at three point five seven. So he's been looking pretty good. They've been putting him in nice situations. He's not out there every play. Um, he's you know around 60 percent of snaps, but um, he's been effective the last couple of weeks. Yeah. You know who is out there all the damn time? Zay Flowers. I think he's going to be able to exploit yes. those corners on the outside. The Jags play zone 67% of the time. He's the kind of receiver that can go find those holes in the zone, uh, especially deep on the outside past the cornerback and, and before the safeties. And, and I think 
he both he and OBJ could be in for pretty decent uh, days. Especially since Mandrews, uh, after they lost him, the two games, Flowers has seen 26.7 and 25% uh, team targets come his way. So I like yeah. him this week a, a, a lot, too, because Jacksonville's at the bottom of, uh, you know, yards or targets to wide receivers. I think Isaiah Likely is a start this week, too, based on how Jacksonville looked against David Njoku last week. He had two touchdowns, and um, Likely and Njoku have similar games. So I, if you picked up Isaiah Likely when, when Mandrews went down, I think this week is the week to start him. Yeah, he yeah. had a decent week last week, too. He had that. I mean, he had a long touchdown. It was a broken play, but that shit still counts. Yeah, uh, I'm starting him in a league, and, and funnily enough, Kyle and I are facing each other in the first round of the playoffs in the same league where we faced off in the championship last year. Yeah. So I'm running yeah. Isaiah Likely out there, and I picked him up last week, and I dropped him, and I picked up uh, Jawan Johnson and started him. And, and this is a trap a lot of people fall into. Look, eventually you're going to come down to a choice. You want to be the smartest dude in the room, or do you want to win? Yep. And last yep. week I I was the smartest dude in the room and I was a dipshit and I lost and you know I I backed into the playoffs. You tinkered poorly. That's what you did. <laughs> um yeah, my only complaint with likely is he could use some more downfield work. Uh he's only averaging 4.3 air yards uh per target, but I do love him as an upside tight end one and Jacksonville's yeah, not so great against uh tight end, so it's a good spot for him. How did his air, how does his air yardage compare to Mandrews? I don't have that. So Lamar has two thousand nine hundred and thirty four passing yards. Um, his career high is thirty one twenty seven when he won the MVP in twenty nineteen. So, uh, with four games left, he might be pushing four thousand. Yeah, never know. It's possible. I mean, it's a good week to do it. Jacksonville's allowed what twenty fantasy points to four of the five quarterbacks they've they've faced in the last five weeks. Um, this includes front end weeks to Brock Purdy, CJ Stroud, Jake Browning, and Joe Flacco. Yeah. So yeah. Start Lamar with confidence. Yeah. Definitely. We got start Evan Ingram here. too. You probably are if you have him, but yep, he's, certainly he's had 20 grabs for 177 yards and three touchdowns in the last two games for Jacksonville. So they're finally finding him in the end zone. And with yeah. Kirk being out, he seems to be the go-to guy for, um, for Trevor Lawrence. So yeah. Evan Ingram, Kyle is again, Finally vindicated. Yep, starting him and in the same league that Matt was talking about a moment ago. Uh, Ingram has at least seven targets in 11 of his past 12 games. He's second in the NFL in um, tight ends and routes run, third in targets, second in receptions, and fifth in receiving yards. He's still having a fine season. It's been pretty quiet, um, mostly until recently. Um, but, geez, he's with touchdowns, he can compete at the front end of the position. Yep. Yeah. Well, Ravens have a tough schedule coming up, too. They play Jacksonville, and then they go against uh, San Francisco and Miami. So we were just mentioning likely Dubo's got him. Yes. Over McBride this week. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think I like him. Over. Who does who do the Cardinals play? I guess San Francisco. San Fran Definitely. I'm going to buck oh, the trend. I'm oh, yeah. taking I'm taking Trey McBride. I mean, ever since he really took over that starting role, he's been a top five option regardless of opponent. I see no reason that doesn't continue this week. Don't get me wrong. I am a million percent not 
saying that, you know, Arizona is going to hang with San Francisco. I'm saying garbage time is a thing. I'm saying Kyler Murray likes to throw the ball. I'm saying when he scrambles and, and rolls out, he looks for Trey McBride quite a bit. He gets a, a, a high number of targets. I think he's going to see more targets than Isaiah likely. Um, and I, you know, it, he, no, fuck it. I'm going Luckily, he's been with, running around, Matt. He's ran a route on 83% and almost 91% the last two games. You ain't I talking like, me out of this shit. I'm saying fine. McBride. You go with McBride. You I'm present your likely. case. I already presented mine, and <laughs> I am I am close-minded uh, now. We've already, I've already <laughs> presented it five minutes ago. <laughs> I like likely Dubo. Good luck. We'll see what you go with. Report to us next week and uh, let us know. You can let us know Sunday morning for Pinkerton. Well, no. They won't have played yet. Yeah, the teams won't have not played. Fucking Saturday games are cool, though. I like them. Yeah, they are. Let's get into any more of that. We can get into... um... How do you think Zay Jones is going to do this week? He had a 31% target share last week. uh, His most since week 12 of last year. I don't think he's... I don't, I don't know. He's not in my top 36 this week. Um, I'm what not, needs to happen, it, it all hinges on if uh, Trevor Lawrence is thrown. He was very inaccurate last week. Um, Ridley, he was 30% of his targets were inaccurate. Uh, Zay Jones, 35.7% of his targets were inaccurate. Uh, with that high ankle sprain, he sailed some passes. That tends to happen to quarterbacks. I mentioned the other day. Um, I like it, but it it all depends on Trevor Lawrence. I'm not happy about ETN either. That's a damn tough matchup for him. The Ravens have only given up three rushing touchdowns this year, and and we've talked ad nauseum about his touchdown dependency. Oh yeah, it's yeah. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a top twenty scoring week without a touchdown. No, so he needs it. But we have another game to talk about. Nope. Nope. Nope, we're going to... Uh, I wrote this shit down in the wrong order. <laughs> we're moving on to aces and deuces. Any of you gentlemen like to go first? I'll go first. All right. Uh, let's see, where's that shit at? It's somewhere. Yeah, it's it under the somewhere. brand tab. All right. My first ace is LA Rams running back Kyron Williams. He's got a great matchup at home. And just like we were talking a a bit earlier, this is a game with the uh, total at around 50. You want to be invested in those games. You want the points, not just a favorable matchup. My second ace. And it's kind of painful to say this because, number (laughs) one, I don't fucking like this dude. Derek Carr. He's going against my squad. No, I'm talking about Broncos quarterback (laughs) Russell Wilson. Look, all the signs point to him having a great matchup against a Lions pass defense that allows the fourth most points to QBs, the sixth most touchdowns, and our pass rush has been ass as of late, which means he's going to get time. Nice. Wait, Ramey? Yeah, my first ace is Falcons running back Bijan Robinson, who we've talked about quite a bit this year in the fact that Arthur Smith seems to be reluctant to use him. But 
over the last four games, uh, he's got 396 yards from scrimmage and four touchdowns. And in the first matchup against Carolina, he totaled 63 yards from scrimmage and the touchdown. So I look for that to be um, a continuing trend. And for that reason, he's my first ace. So Bijan, pull through for me. My second one, I'm sorry, guys, is uh, Broncos wide receiver Cortland Sutton. Um, the Lions pass defense is just wretched. And I think we talked about earlier, uh, Cortland Sutton has 10 touchdowns this year. Um, eight in the red zone. I think that's going to continue. I think Russ Wilson is going to look for him. Um, it's going to be a high scoring game if the if uh, the Broncos air the ball out. I think they're going to. So you getting it, Matt? Oh, trying to get this knife that Ramy just shoved in my back. Uh, oh, okay. I thought he was re- had a, I was wiping or something. I thought I he like, shit his pants. Yeah, yeah, you wipe side to side, dumbass. You just picked Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I mean. That don't matter. I can pick against my team. When other people do it, that's some bullshit. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think uh, you'll have a fine game. Uh, yesterday, Ramy, I think, described the pass defense for the Lions as struggling. Now you're just directed. Yeah. I replied that they're on fucking life support. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cortland, the CJGJ news would be great. Yeah. In a few weeks yeah. If comes back. Cortland Sutton had 14 career touchdown catches coming into this year, and he's got 10 this year. Yeah. How many does that make total? <laughs> 24. Nice. <laughs> Love it. Uh, my first ace is Rams wide receiver Puka Nakua. I think Cup's an, a fine start as well this week, either one of them, but I like Puka a little bit more. He's a must start against the Commanders. They've allowed the most yards, second most touchdowns, and second most fantasy points per game to wide receivers this season. Uh, Nakua's pace, 17 game pace, is 107 for 1455. Jamar Chase's rookie season a few seasons a few years ago, 81 for 1455. So we'll see if he can beat that. Um, Justin Jefferson's rookie season in the 16 games, uh, he was eight, 88 for 1,400 yards. Let's see. That's a lot of yards. Just some extra mm-hmm. shit. We talked about OBJ. Uh, good. I, I have him as an ace this week. I think you should start him. Uh, just against the Jags, we just mentioned. Second most yards, fourth most touchdowns to receivers the Jags have allowed since week 10. It could be a high-scoring game. I think he's a very strong streaming option this week. I'm going to use him in a league because I got um, some people hurt, <laughs> unfortunately. Solid logic. Uh, you want me to just scroll in the deuce, or would you like to go? I don't care. Have at it. Okay. My deuce is, the first one is Jared Goff. I can, again, like Matt said, I can pick my uh, my team that I love. I can pick against them. I think they're going to take the ball out of his hands a lot more. Um, he's still going to have some play action passes down downfield and things like that. But Broncos have been pretty stingy uh, against QBs since week five, a stretch that includes games of Josh Allen, Stroud, Love, and Mahomes. No QB has scored 18 or more points from them. So fade on him this week. My second deuce is Kenneth Walker the third. Um, Phillies D ranks in the top five in rushing yards and TDs allowed to running backs. I think this could be a negative game script for for Seattle. I don't think while he is playing, he's still not 100% from his injury. Um, I'm fading Kenneth Walker, that whole backfield, really. Charbonnet as well. Yep. Who would like nice. to go I'll next? Go. I'll go. We'll just snake our way back up to Matt. Snake our way back. All right. Yeah. I like it. 
So continuing a trend, my first deuce is Colts quarterback Gardner Minshew. Uh, talked about this earlier. Holds the ball way too long. Pittsburgh's defense is pretty good, especially with TJ Watt being cleared to play. Um, just getting exposed as the season goes along. I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I don't think Gardner Minshew is going to have a very good game. So if you've got him, fade him. Sorry, Kyle. No worries, Matt. Okay. Or, nope. You have a second one more. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My second deuce is Cardinals running back James Conner. Um, San Francisco, again, sorry, Kyle, is now number one against the rush uh, defensively. Uh, and they are the number one scoring defense. So Conner's having a pretty good year. It's his best season since 2018. And he kind of has an outside shot of reaching 1,000 yards for the first time in his career. But it won't happen this week. Um, it's it's just a real tough tough go against uh, against the San Francisco defense. So, James Conner, not this week. I can dig it, dude. My morning deuce, Travis Etienne. <clears throat> We've talked about him being touchdown dependent. The Ravens allow, <clears throat> excuse me, the fifth fewest points to running backs. They're fourth in yards per carry allowed at three point seven yards. They they are a Awful matchup for somebody who is so touchdown dependent. My second deuce, and and we kind of talked about this earlier via question, is Tua. And I'm Ooh. not going to even bother with his last name. He's the only person any of us know of who is named Tua. Talk He's only had about uh, 10 points last time they played the Jets, who allow the second fewest points to quarterbacks, the second fewest yards, and the second fewest touchdowns. Nice. You're not going to bench him, but you're downgrading expectations this week. Downgrade away. All right. Now it is time for our locks of the week. We'll each pick a bet we like. Um, I noticed nobody did a prop bet this week. Matt did one last week, and it backfired in his fucking face. Uh, you guys want to snake back around? If Matt that was aggressive. Wanna... Matt, could get... <laughs> Matt, snake back around. Give us your Matt lock. All right. My lock of the week, I am taking the Brownies minus three against the Bears. Um, That Browns defense is legit. They are seven, five and one against the spread this season, which on the surface doesn't sound great, but they're actually, you know, in the top third of the NFL. Um, I'm not a big Justin Fields guy. Ohio State quarterbacks never do shit. Uh, CJ Stroud is the exception. I, I look, you give me any reason to shit on Justin Fields, and I'm gonna because fuck Ohio State, go blue. We're in the playoffs, baby. We're taking this fucking natty, and the Browns are gonna cover. <laughs> nice. nice. Oh, I'll go. Uh, my lock is Jets plus nine and a half against the Dolphins. This was eight and a half, but a couple of hours ago, it actually jumped up a point. Um, Jets defense is legit. Um, they they made the Texans look terrible last week, and whoops, I was oh, just getting, I was just getting ready to click it. Uh, Zach Wilson showed signs of life too in the second half against the Texans, and the Dolphins defense just isn't that great, especially in the last three minutes against uh, the Titans on Monday night. So I don't think the Dolphins lose this game, but nine and a half is a big number, and the way the Jets defense plays, I think it'll be a relatively close game. I think they'll get that number. Yeah, you had to burn the sheets after that bed shitting that they did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my lock of the week is um, I flip flop the uh, 
You yeah. sure did. Well, I had the day off today, and I medicated myself this afternoon and did some stuff, and this is what I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so flip-flop the logos there. fucking, And the one previous there, who was it? I had like another helmet in there that wasn't supposed to be there. So <laughs> fucking Christ. Anyway, mine is uh commanders at Rams minus six and a half. Uh Rams have been a good team as of late. They rattled off three straight before they lost to overtime in Baltimore uh last week. Stafford's thrown for more than 800 yards, 10 touchdowns, and just one pick in the last three games. Kyron Williams is racking up over 100 yards, uh, over 110 rushing yards in three of the last four outings. And Washington's just looking like ass. They're riding a four-game losing streak. They haven't scored 20 points uh, in three straight games. And the Rams have covered the spread. I dug deep for this one. Have covered the spread in nine of their last contests in December. Nice. I wish you luck. Thank you. It'll be, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We will see. Um, I'm right out and ass for season record. We are yeah. going to see what happens. We are <laughs> going to see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another reminder about our bowl pick them. Um, there, it's on ESPN. I will put the link, the link's in the comments, the chat here, but I'll put it in there again in just one moment. Um, you got to pick that before 11 a.m. on Saturday because the contest will lock. Just one entry per user, no purchase necessary. Winner gets a $20 fanatics.com gift card. Just a little something to sweeten the pot there. Um, yeah. Anything nice. else, gentlemen? Justin Fields, you want to bash on him? I think they'll, they'll definitely. What is his value trade-wise? Second round pick and a fifth round pick. Uh, some conditional picks or something. If something comes a first, you know, if he performance-wise, like what do you guys think? Who would I trade mean, honestly, if they who would trade for him, a lot of people, I think. Oh, yeah. Atlanta would love to have him. That's I mean, he's a young quarterback still on his rookie contract. Salary aside, the dude has a lot of physical talent. He has. Gotten... I think somebody give up. A, if they could get him this year, I think somebody would give up a one for him. I think the Bears would be smart to get rid of him. Get the fifth and get start the over. Pick. Uh, uh, you, you, a lot more options when you got a rookie, rookie QB contract playoffs, and you haven't you haven't offered him his extension or his uh, fifth year option yet. Like, I don't think they're keeping him. And doesn't Ryan Poles probably want to pick his own fucking guy? If you're going to get fired, wouldn't you rather die by picking your own guy instead of? Because that was uh, the he previous. Might not have the guys may not make it till the yeah. draft. He might know. not. But, I mean, it wasn't even his guy. Fields was picked before Ryan Poles got there the year before. He'll be talking shit on him on TV with Mel Kuyper Jr. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <sighs> I don't have anything else. You guys? Make sure I'm you guys good. remember their Saturday games, folks. Uh, three of them. So make sure thought you, you didn't have anything up. else. <laughs> make sure you get your lineups in um, don't forget don't get caught with your pants down in the playoffs and make a mistake like that that could cost you uh, a win so definitely get your lineups uh, you know set yep and we'll see you at eleven thirty for tinker time on sunday morning and as always we'll be here at seven o'clock next tuesday and thursday night um, to kind of talk about the games and preview next week's games so good luck to everybody in the fantasy playoffs that are in them and we will talk to you on Sunday morning. For Good shizzle. Night. Good night, folks. See you Sunday morning.